Another episode of Outstanding Life Podcasts with your friend, Johnny D, the motivational cowboy. That's right. That is me. And in the house with me right now in Charlotte, North Carolina, I got Jason Vin Love. What a cool name, Jason. Hey, I was born with it 42 years ago. So I love that. I it's, mean, it's almost like a stage name. It's, it is it is a stage name. I didn't have to come up with my own. <laughs> um, everybody loves it. It's unique. It's a conversation starter. Yeah. Um, it's, you know what? I've been blessed with it. Yeah. So I just met you this morning. And the coolest thing was, is we meet at our buddy's place off Access Paint. And um, I come out of the bathroom today and... I thought the guys were playing a joke on me, and there was a snake, a I, real snake. I, I come out of the, the front bathroom, just brush my teeth, and I hear a commotion, and all of a sudden I see people running, and I walk up, and it's about a four-inch snake. Hey, listen, four-inch, but it was a dangerous snake. We think. Listen, no, it, Nobody it was, knows. It was dangerous. I'm telling you. Remember, people can't see us right now. This yeah. snake was huge. Yeah, yeah. That's like your fishing stories, right? Right, exactly. You know? So, Jason, you know, Greg, uh, he told me all about you yesterday. He's like, Johnny, you're going to be here. You're going to be here for a couple days. I have a great friend of mine, and you need to have him on your podcast. So me and you start talking, and about four minutes into our conversation, I said, okay, stop, 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 stop. stop. Yeah, you just because like save 30 it. minutes, yeah, save your story because it is so awesome. Now, tell everybody what you do for a living. So uh, I am a freelance photographer for USA Today Sports Images. Um, and, you know, I do do some photography on the side. Uh, I've been transitioning into a little more video because that's obviously the way of the future. Right. Everybody with Snapchat and Insta stories and um you know, this, the social media aspect, uh, everybody wants more visual, uh, moving content, yep. uh, video content. Um, but I travel, uh, the, I used to, used to travel the United States, um, a little less now since moving to Florida, but, uh, I go to basically get paid to go to sporting events and freeze time. Man, that is so cool. So I think that the segment is going to be called Frozen moments. I like it. I know because you came up with it. I'm just yeah, stealing well. it, <laughs> but I'm going to give you credit now. I'm a little biased. I'm a little so, biased. So let's let's go back to when you started and why you got started taking pictures. So, um, as I said, uh, you know, I've been doing this a, a little bit, a little bit, a couple <laughs> days now, uh, but. I started back in 1994. Um, I went to vocational school. Um, I, you know, I'll be honest, I wasn't the best student in school. So right. I was always looking for the shortcut or the way out or uh, to have fun. So once uh, I became a sophomore and was uh, obviously eligible to take the, the, the vocational classes, trade schools in, right. in some areas, um, I went. Um, my dad had been a, a part-time radio DJ at a at a local radio station. Okay, um, and he had done some mobile DJ work for you know weddings, um, you know parties, and I I enjoyed it because I could let myself you know go and I could talk to people and I could play music and listen to music and I was like, wow, it's I can, the best job in the world. Yeah, I can I can play music and get paid. 
you know, you make a couple hundred dollars on a weekend. Yeah. And I, you know, I did high school dances and I did, um, yeah, you know, some weddings and some, you know, after parties. And this was and in 10th grade. This was in 10th grade. Yes. That is so cool because next month I'm actually going to one of those schools and talking to a bunch of 10th graders. Nice. So I'm actually excited about it because this is something that I can share your story yeah, with them and really share cool. the, the, uh, the podcast. So your dad was a, a yeah, DJ. So and- the, the curriculum was radio TV broadcast okay. with photography. So, <laughs> you know, I was big into the radio TV broadcast. We did, I mean, I had, I was crazy. We would go on, um, our little radio station that probably transmitted within, five miles of the school. I mean, it wasn't, right. it wasn't the most powerful <laughs> right. station, you know, and, and probably best that it wasn't the most powerful station. Um, but we would, we would have talk shows and, and we would go on there and we would do impersonations and we would do, we so would have what, all would these. It, would it be the students interviewing like the students? Yeah, we would. Awesome. We would, we, and you know, some, some students would go on there and just play music and right. and they would do the drops between music and, and the buffer bumpers between music. But me and a couple friends, we, we like to talk. So we had, <laughs> we probably had the talk show before the talk show. Right. And this right. was 94, 95. And, you know, we would do impressions. I mean, there was one time we had Ringo Starr on and it was probably a very bad impression. You know, so in, did you do those? Grade. Um, no, I. So what impressions did you do? I didn't do any. Oh, uh, I, I got gotcha. you. Know, I, was I, was like, was, I was like, I was, I was kind of ready. Yeah, saying, okay, I was you kind of give a mediator. <laughs> um, but I remember we uh, we had a contest, a calling contest. Of, and and it, I re- specifically remember this one because it was the Ringo Starr episode. And, right. And we were, we had, you know, if anybody could call in and name all all four of the Beatles and then the fifth Beatle and we would give out a candy bar. It was, yeah. it was something goofy. Right. And we gave out the classroom's telephone number, which was a no, no. I mean, right. we didn't have a phone in the booth, <laughs> but um, we gave out the classroom's number and all of a sudden the phone just started ringing off the hook <laughs> and our teacher come in and um, he shut us down for the day. But, but it, it well, at least you know that, that people, that people were, were listening. Li- yeah. People were listening. Um, I don't know who, because we didn't get to talk, but, <laughs> right. but, um, but then the next semester rolled around and it was the photography portion. And at this time, you know, I had, had, you know, small film cameras, 110, 126, you know, the, the younger, the younger fans won't understand what size of film that is. And they're probably like listening and be like, film, what the right, heck what the is heck's that? Right. film? Exactly. So, um, so I would, you know, I went into the dark room and I think I, at that moment I was just like, I don't want to do radio or TV anymore. This is even more fun. So what was it? I often call this in my podcast, the aha moments. It, it was an was, aha moment. Really? It, it totally was an aha moment because um, when the moment I picked up the camera and started learning yeah. um, you know, about the camera and composition and, and color and black and white and development. And that was the moment I was, I was like, this is pretty cool. I don't want to go back and do radio. I don't want to go back and do yeah. the, you know, the TV portion. So, um, you know, they, the, the curriculum really, um, was kind of like a, um, it wasn't so much as like a book curriculum. It was kind of a, a hands-on, it was very hands-on. Right. So, I mean, you were spending 
days behind the camera in a small makeshift studio in the, in the classroom. And then you would go into the dark room. Um, so back then you actually took film. Yeah. I mean, you and, would load you, your, you would load your, your film into a, a cartridge. You would, you know, send go into the dark room and the whole deal. Yeah. You develop your, really your, your film. And then, you know, once you got your film developed or your slides developed, you would, uh, you know, you would go off and, and make your prints on the enlarger. Um, that is and so you, sweet. Would, you know, you would make, uh, you know, your portfolios, um, uh, and then, um, Do you I remember your, your first, first, uh, photo. Um, no, it was probably some like portrait of somebody in the class. Right. Okay. Um, but, but at that point, you know, I was like, this is, this is really cool. And, and I advanced into the, the color section, like the color slides and, uh, Chrome and, and everything faster than anybody else. So I was like actually doing color while everybody else was doing black and white. Um, and I remember my, by the time my senior, because it was, it was my junior year, senior year came around, I was actually interning at a studio wow. where I was learning. And back in 94, 95, there was a thing called a master photographer. I mean, people were given certificates. Um, okay. So I was learning from masters at that time, color and and lighting and studio work. Um, because I would, instead of, so I would spend my morning at my general education school in Illinois. And then at 11 o'clock I would go to work as an intern and I got paid for it. So I'm already like, this is great. This is, this is fantastic. I'm going to work. (laughs) I'm getting paid a little bit of money. Right. Um, And doing what you love. Yeah. And it was, it was fantastic. And then, you know, I, I graduated and, and I lost interest and, because I did, you know, in 95, um, we started to see, you know, digital convergence come in mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, wow, I don't know that I can make this a, a career. So I, you know, I got a good, good, uh, good job right out of high school. So Didn't the whole go to digital college. thing, did it intimidate you like most digital it, it, things it did? It did, it did. Um, because nobody, you know, you had this, this fear of, of, oh my gosh, digital would never be as good as, as film. Right. You know, digital will, there is no way. Um, but then there was a the cost factor, you know, right. digital yeah. cameras were coming out and you were talking, you know, tens of thousands of dollars yeah. just, you know, just for a camera. And, you know, as a, as a kid in 1995, I couldn't afford that. Right. Absolutely. And I think, I think what it was, was, um, really kind of the price also scared me because I knew I couldn't afford it. And, right. you know, going into, yeah, the future you would had to invest, you know, a ton of money uh, to to make a living. Right. And so I, I got rid. I so you I, didn't go to college. No, didn't you got go to a real college. job. Uh, got a real job. Sat What'd in the cubicle. Uh, I worked as a. Um, what did I do? <laughs> the brain. I tell you, Johnny. The brain gets <laughs> slower and older as right, you get older. Yeah. So. Uh, I worked at an insurance company where my family worked. It wasn't okay. a family-owned insurance, but it was, right. a, it was a national insurance company. And I did, um, I did customer service. So I was okay. on the phone, you know, fielding customer calls about their insurance. Right. And I did. I worked for that company for about seven years. Um, wow! So you went a long time without yeah. taking photos. It was. I, I probably five years into that, I you know, I picked up a digital yeah. camera and I started you know playing again. Yeah. I would go to sporting events and um i went to you know a few nascar races yeah. so they are a common bond right uh, i think my first nascar race that i went to was 
Um, it was the one Dale Jr. won um, in Daytona um, in the baseball car. Okay. I want to say it was 2000, two, 2002. Two, two, yeah, two I, or yeah, three. I yeah, yeah, want to say 2002. Like that, yeah. um, and I just now, remember, now, you went as a spectator, right? Yeah, I took so my dad, and, and we drove from Illinois to... to to Daytona. Now, were you a NASCAR fan, or did yeah, you want to I go grew, there and take photos? No, I grew up as a NASCAR fan. Who who was your driver? Just uh, my fan. My driver was Dale Jarrett. Okay. Up. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. You know, it was it was one of those. You know, Dad liked Dale Jarrett. I liked Dale Jarrett. Right. Um, have you had a chance to meet him? I have. Yeah. What was that like? Knowing that you watched him on TV, you the watched first him time race. Was yeah. like. You know, like anybody meeting a superstar. Yeah. You can't talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get signed autographs. Thank you. Right. You know, it was, it, it's just, you know, you meet a superstar and you're, you're just starstruck. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then I think. Yeah. So seven years you're, you're, you're at the insurance yeah, and place and you just decided, Hey, you know what? I'm done. No, I, I stayed in retail. I worked. Okay. I, went to, I think this is where it started. When I, when I left corporate and went to retail and worked at, I worked at Best Buy for another, it was like 2001. So you went there, or you worked there to get the discounts? Didn't yeah, you? pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. But I ended up, I ended up getting on full time and becoming like a supervisor and then worked my way up into management. Yeah. There. Awesome. But then I started making money. Right. Right. And then like real money. Yeah. Like, then yeah. I started making real money and <laughs> I was like, you know, I started buying camera equipment. Because by then, you know, digital cameras had come down and right. um, Canon had come out with the Digital Rebel, which was the first digital SLR camera yep. that was, you know, like having that Pentax K1000, but had a little screen on the back and you could put a, a memory <laughs> card in and, and you didn't have to go under the dark room or, right. you know, yeah. send your pictures off and wait for a week uh, to see that they all come back out of focus or <laughs> or out of exposure, you know. Um you could just look at that magical little, you know, one and a half inch screen on the back yeah. and, and say, oh, out of focus, delete. Um, yeah. So I started and I started making, you know, money and I could, I could afford this stuff finally, you know, not the expensive right. yeah, stuff, I but I could, I could afford to get a foot in the door mm-hmm. and that foot in the door was really kind of all I needed. Um, Kind of snowballed from there. Um, you got that feeling back of yeah. when you were in tenth grade. Yeah, it was that, that, that uh, another aha yeah, moment. It was <laughs> it was an aha moment. Um, and then you know I did what everybody did. I got married, okay. and then was married for a few years, but still played in photography. Then I got divorced, but it was two thousand. two thousand eleven or ten. I want to say, I went to. Um, went to a uh the St. Louis Cardinals winter warm up is where they they have um all the players come out sign autographs you right. know you get out of the house it's before baseball season before spring training starts and by that time I had been you know going to some high school games shooting some high school games shooting some portraits just for yourself or just for, for myself e- or yeah, extra money just, on the side just for myself okay. um you know and I think there was a couple couple gigs that I had made money at right. um not good money but you know, $50 yeah. here, $100 hey, there. Pays for gas sometimes. Right. Um, and I, I had an iPad and I had what I thought <laughs> was a was a great fo- a great portfolio at that time. Right, yeah. So I, I went to the photo seminar with um, with the team photographer who had 
um, been a team photographer for the Cardinals baseball team for, oh, what was it? It was, he had been going on like 20 years. So, wow. I mean, this guy had like credibility, and right, I, yeah. I, you know, um, you know, Scott Rovac is his name and, you know, great friend. Um, and just probably one of the best sports photographers. There are a lot. I mean, Scott, yeah. Scott is a great photographer, great, uh, mentor. Um, and I, w- I waited till the end of the, the lecture and I went up and I showed him my portfolio and I'm like, can you give me honest feedback? He's like, I don't know any way other way, but to give you honest feedback. So he's like swiping. No, 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 no. Now did he say no and then give you a reason why? Because sometimes yeah, he would, he would, you know, cr- he, like critique it. Yeah. Okay. Um, because and you, you, you know what like, I mean? Cause yeah. some people will just say no. Unless you ask the right questions. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it was, I think there was like one out of 20 images <laughs> that he said were, were portfolio. And he, you know, he gave me um, reasons why. And, and, and we talked and he said, but you know, stick with it because I could tell you, you have an eye. And mm-hmm. the biggest thing, especially in the, in the industry is, is to have an eye, but always be learning. Right. Because the moment you think you're at the top. Oh Yeah. People pass you right by. Absolutely. It's, and it's an ego thing. You know, there are some guys who have that ego, but then fall off that mountain real quick. Let's go to that portfolio of when he was giving you advice. Sure. What was the one thing you took away from that portfolio when you got one out of 20 photos that was actually good for a um, professional to say that was You know, good? I was probably a little different than most people would have reacted. I was like, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I really... I think at that time it had opened my eyes to... Um, what were you missing? What were you missing? Because just like life, sometimes we think we know what we're doing. Um, and, then, and then it takes one person to say, hey, you might want to just try it like this. I, and all of a sudden it works. I think it was more of like um, like the story. Okay. Like it wasn't... It didn't convey... It was just story. a good photo. It was it was a good photo, it but just it didn't tell didn't, a story, right? It didn't have punch. It didn't didn't have um, you know that that grab you moment. Yeah, like you know what's what's going on. Yeah, that in this that image. feeling. Yeah, absolutely. You know because really, you know anybody can take a picture of this water bottle, but you know to tell the story, you know what's a better way to take a picture of this water bottle? Stand back at that wall and have you and I having this conversation in front of that water bottle, right? You know, it, then it's like telling a story of what's going on in this room. Wow, something so, that that simple. So yeah, it's, it's it seems so simple, right? But it's, you weren't capturing that. No, no. So now it's I go into almost anything, and I'm like looking, how do I tell the story of, right of this event? Because anybody can point a camera at a at a car going by. I love this story. So he looks at your portfolio. You he likes one. What what was what was the next step? You're still working. Um, Right. I think the next step was was keeping in contact with him. And, okay. And so I I lost contact, um, but I'd go to baseball games. I mean, like you know, one day I'm going to be down there. Right. You know, it's like that. And you were still keep, whole, keeping a real job, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Still, still keeping a real job. Um, but you know, it's like it's like one of those manifestation things. You see something, you all, you know, never, never get that out of your head and, you mm-hmm. know, see yourself in that position. Absolutely. So, um, uh, when was it? It was, it was 2010 or 11, it was definitely 2009, 2010. Um, I started a studio, um, in downtown St. Louis with a bunch of guys 
And it was a ragtag group. I mean, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Um, <laughs> it was it was definitely it was definitely the old west. I yeah. mean, but we we you know we did education. We did you know we rented out the studio for people to come in, and um, they did you know portrait shoots and wedding shoots and um, all sorts of things. And at at that point, the studio had talked to the St. Louis Rams football team because they were in St. Louis at the time. Right. And, and we, um, were awarded the, this was in 2012. We were awarded the contract to shoot the St. Louis Rams cheerleaders calendar. Okay. That's not a bad gig. No, not a bad gig. (laughs) But if you've never shot one before, you're just like, what the heck did I just get myself into? Right. Yeah. But you've got to take that that anxiety and and you know instantly put it in your back pocket, yeah. And then it just comes. You're just taking a a picture of you know somebody in a yeah. beautiful place, yeah. Um. So where did that take place? Was it just studio shots, or no? Did, we did were, you go around? We St. actually Lewis? no no no. We our first year we went to Cancun, Mexico. Oh wow! Yeah, all so, paid. Yeah, you must have thought you hit the big time. Uh, a little. I mean, while I'm getting paid, one, I'm doing a cool calendar, one, I'm working but for it, the Rams, it was, and they're paying me to go to Cancun. Yeah, yeah. But it, there was a ton of stress behind it because I've oh, never done anything absolutely. like that before. Um, so one of the partners um, didn't have a passport to leave the country. So <laughs> I called up Scott and I said, and I hadn't talked to him in a while. I'm like, hey, do you want to go and partner up with this with me? And, you know, he he did. Mm-hmm. You know, I think our, did. <laughs> our, our friendship really, you know, um, you know, started with that. And, and, um, in, you know, ever since then, you know, it, we went, we did the calendar, we produced the calendar team, loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, the girls loved it. Um, and then I had that contract for another five years until they left for LA. Okay. Um, but it was it was probably 2012. Um, I started also editing um, sports pictures for Scott um, during like hockey season, and at that time he had gotten the job as a team photographer for the St. Louis Blues hockey. Okay. He had already had the Cardinals and the Rams. Wow! So at that That's point, cool. um, there was kind of a um, a secondary position with uh, USA Today Sports Images that opened up, and I kind of right place, right time yeah. slid in. Um, and I, you know, I started. That's where I kind of started in in the um, freelance sports. What was um, it like for you to finally see one of your photos published? Was um, that pretty cool? It was pretty cool um, because you just said a little bit ago that. You couldn't wait to be that guy down on the floor, the guy down there taking the photos, being that man or woman taking the photos. Then all of a sudden you were. I still feel that way. Yeah. I still feel like every day is the first yourself. day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and that's funny you said that because we're in two totally different businesses, but people often ask me, do you still get nervous before you go give a, give a motivational talk? I said, absolutely. Every day. I still get nervous. I still get uh, excited. Um, not in a negative way, but in a positive way, because I still never, ever, ever want to forget where I came from. Right. And even if, like this weekend, being in Charlotte and interviewing the NASCAR guys, 
I still get excited because I'm there to have fun with them, to right. make them look good, to have fun, to be, to be the mediator between the fans and them. It's the connection, and right? I, I, it's the connection, exactly. And so I still get nervous, and it's so cool that you're saying that you still get that exact I, every, same way. Every whether it's whether it's um, a baseball game, a football game. I mean, they're just games. Yeah. Whether it's you know a regular season game to national championship football game, it's it's still a game at the end of the day, but. It's something that um, not many people get to do. Absolutely. So I always remember, and I'm very humble about it. That it's it's some it's a privilege. It's not it's not a right. It's it's a privilege every day. Do you remember the day that you had to make that decision oh, to yeah. quit your real job? Yeah. And I, I say this smiling because I remember the day that I had to either crap or get off the pot. Right. You know what I mean? And I, it, and yep. it was like I had that opportunity. And I had to either do it or not do it. Yeah, I was scariest um, day of my life, besides yeah. my daughter being born. It was it was <laughs> definitely a scary day. I I remember I was working at um, um, a copy machine sales. I kind of did everything. Right. Um, I was working in copy machine sales. Um, I had just used all my vacation to travel. This was um, it was two thousand fourteen. I want to say. Um, and I just used all my vacation to travel. Um, I had just, I've been using non-pay days mm -hmm. to travel and I got to the point where I'm like, I, 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 if I'm going to do this, I need to do this now. Absolutely. Um, so I, had, you know, this was before I was divorced and I, you know, I talked to my then wife and. We agreed. It was it was one of those that uh, you know, if I could do it and and be successful, I'd give it a try. Mm -hmm. And so I walked into the office and said, "Here's my two week, but really only needs to be one week because I got to leave to go to some event. I don't know if I can't remember if it, that I can't remember if it was NASCAR. I think it was Phoenix. Wow. Okay. I was headed out to Phoenix for for a week um, and. Turned in a two week notice and and then I jumped in and you know luckily at that point I mean jobs were coming you know, in coming in mm -hmm. and and you know I did some freelance um, individual work too. Um, Has there been a time yet because you jumped in and things were good? Has there been a time yet that it kind of went down and you're like, oh, did I make the right choice? Um, like things were great and now they're not so great. And ironically, then, and then the ironically, every summer I feel that way <laughs> right. because, because, you know, fast forward, um, 2000, oh gosh, two and a half years ago, um, after my divorce, I called the company and mm -hmm. said, um, I just have family here, but I'm, I can go anywhere. Where would you like me to go? And right. they, you know, they sent me down to South Florida. So I've been in Miami now for, for two and a half years. Great sports market. Uh, I mean, basketball, college basketball, football, college football. Wow. So you're shooting all the time. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the one sport that you love to shoot the most? All of them. I knew you were going to say that. Every but, single but, one. But if you had to pick one, just right now, because the feeling changes, I'm sure. Right now, if you could say it. Um, right now I'm like super high on golf. Really? Golf? Yeah, I knew I was going to get that. What? Because, <laughs> because you're thinking of it from a guy that's going up to the tee box, hitting a ball and then walking to the middle of the green 
or middle of the fairway, hitting another ball, and that's what happens in golf. It is, but <laughs> but what you're not seeing it happen is you're you're not seeing it. Okay, did you pay attention to what happened this weekend? Tiger Woods. Oh, won. Tiger. Yeah, yeah Tiger okay. won. Yeah. So that so was the, pretty cool. So the the thing about golf is it gives you every 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 moment, every swing of the stick gives you a chance to make an image that's that's impactful to not only you but the fan because that's what's all well that's what golf's all about i mean okay we yeah golf is about putting the ball in the hole from 500 yards out but what it what it's telling it remember about the story about the water bottle yep okay instead of taking that picture of the guy swinging the stick at the ball how about going back about 30 yards and you've got cell phones that are that are hanging that people are holding up mm-hmm. and you barely see the golfer in there and you have i don't know 3000 people around that tee box watching something magical happen mm-hmm. that hasn't happened in 5 years yeah that's your golf image i love it um but it it gives you a chance to make um more impactful images let me ask you this has there been and it's and, great exercise too. Oh, I bet. An athlete, because you do this for the paper, which is for the fans, because the fans are the ones buying the paper. Right. I, I mean, I get all that. But has there been an athlete or athletes that you can tell me that has came to you and said, Jason, that photo that you took of me, I never saw myself like that. Or, man, what a great photo of me. And you really captured this moment. Or, or maybe a family member of the athlete. Have you ever had one of those moments um, where they actually contacted I, yeah, I've had, you? I've had a couple of those moments. What was that like for you? Uh it was it was it was that- good. Um it was one of those that that when when somebody sees themselves in in a different light of what they're doing, whether they're swinging a bat or driving a car, um that's when you know that that the image told the story that in your mind you were thinking of. Yeah. Um and and really that's that's impact, right? So, so, and the reason why I asked that is because just a couple of weeks ago, a amateur photographer took a photo of me on stage, and it was like from the back. Okay, so all you see was uh, three quarters from my, you know, my waist up, right? My cowboy hat with the spotlight on my head. You couldn't see the audience. You could see the lights in the front, and it was one of the coolest photos yeah and he and and he was so excited because he's like i don't know what i'm doing yet i'm just practicing that's why i didn't charge you anything right but it was one of those like i'm getting goosebumps right now because it was just like one of those moments like it said a lot without saying anything right yeah and and it wasn't even my face it wasn't my reaction it was just the back of me on stage and that's where i was like i had to ask you have you ever had anybody come to you and say hey thanks man yeah, I mean, it it happens. Um, you get you know the DM from Instagram if you've posted it or mm-hmm. the the instant you know the. Message. Have you ever captured a cool moment of you doing something for like maybe golf, but but you actually got a, a fan and you captured a moment that you didn't even know that you were capturing? Oh yeah, it happens. Yeah, <laughs> you know what there's, I'm saying. There's times that um that just a couple weeks ago, you know, I'm doing a Jags Patriots game and. And, you know, a play happens and I go back and I look at the, and I don't see this through the, through the lens. Right. I just see a guy tackling a guy and it's, you know, it's a pretty isolated moment, but mm-hmm. I go back 
and I look at the image and the tackler's face mask is flipped up, you know, broken, breaking off, yeah. you know, and you see the, the, the angst in the faces and it's, it's some of those, you know, split moments you don't see. Right. Um, but you go back and, and you, and to me that, you know, those are lucky moments. Those are frozen moments. Freezer moments. I was just going to um, say, but, but it also tells, it could tell that instant story of, man, that guy was really trying to tackle that guy yeah. and busted the face mask off. Or it was just a weak face mask. And, but it, it, it's a great it's a great impactful image. So you have done sports. You have done, you know, stuff for families and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Have you ever done concerts? I have done concerts. Very, very few. You. Now, yeah. do you like doing concerts too? They're fun. Um, they're, they're a little more challenging because... I bet, because they're constantly moving. There is no... Yeah, constantly moving. <laughs> for an hour and a half. Um, but, you know, and then you have the restrictions of three, you know, three songs or two songs and out or yeah. the first 30 seconds. And and sometimes with concerts, you know, your artist isn't really, they're not really in the zone right. yet. You yeah. Know, by then, some are. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember doing um, Chainsmokers concert okay. last year at College National Championship mm-hmm. um, in Atlanta. Well, it was, first off, it was freezing cold. Right. I think it was like... Um, I think it was like maybe 10 degrees at night and you're sitting That's got to be hard all by itself. That, I mean, taking photos yeah, like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, the stage erupts flames. Um, everybody's going nuts behind you. Um, but you know, and, and the show starts and, and then all of a sudden you're just, <laughs> your adrenaline's going and you're moving, you're trying to stay with the, you know, the performers and, you're trying to make sure they don't get hidden behind, you know, a speaker. But then, then your then the artistic brain starts going, and you in you don't see it through the lens. But all of a sudden, you see the artist is silhouetted behind all the smoke right, and flames. Yeah. So you start trying to make you know that picture come through. And, right. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm into the third song already. Right. Security's <laughs> you know starting to run at you, and it, it you get that little high of 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 trying to make something amazing in those three songs. Okay. So let's just have some fun right now because sure. I, I'm, why you're saying all this, I'm just thinking to myself, the number one question a NASCAR driver gets, and I've been doing this for 18 years, interviewing drivers and stuff like that. Fans always want to know how the driver goes to the bathroom in a three or four hour race. So Jason, I've heard stories, right? No, no, no. That That's not the question though. Okay. The question is I'm setting it up because I'm going to ask you, what do you do when you have to go to the bathroom and you are out there taking photos during a race, a game, and you you can't leave? You are there to take photos and do your thing. Well, luckily in in some sports there's halftime in between innings, um, but like the longer sports where you know NASCAR, like a NASCAR race. I mean, there is no. Well, I, I guess well, I stages mean, now. I you, mean, you have yeah, that. You've got, you've got time. Okay. Have you ever had a situation where you, especially in the beginning, where you, you don't really know how to prepare yourself for a gig? Yeah. And this is what I mean. I know that there are certain things I don't eat the night before because I don't want to be on stage for yeah, an hour and a half and then have to go to the you're bathroom. Correct. There are sometimes so, I won't even you, eat lunch before. Right, so, have you ever had an embarrassing moment that you're like? You know, I'm not saying you wet yourself or went to the bathroom, but you're like, oh my gosh, I will never do that again. Uh, there's been times where <laughs> I've been sprinting to the closest porta potty after <laughs> a certain event or like, you know, after a baseball game. I'm like, yeah. oh, got to edit these pictures. Got to go to the bathroom <laughs> real quick. Okay. 
<clears throat> cell phones is a huge deal. I mean, the cell phones on the iPhone, you know, 8 Plus and everything else are, I mean, they take some really nice yeah. photos. Is that a pain in the butt for a professional photographer that is trying to shoot the game with a real camera, expensive cameras and stuff like that? And, and, and do these people ever get in the way when they're trying to take photos with their phone, trying to take the shot that you're trying to get? I want to be as politically correct as possible because <laughs> the answer that everybody that's going to hear this that does what I do yeah. is going to say yes. Right. But... Well, there's going to be another probably 98% of the people that have never done what you do, and that's why you're on the show right now, right. is because we're trying to get into your head. Right. So, so... <laughs> have some fun with it. I want, you, I want you to be honest, because you were just honest about uh, yeah, an hour and a so, half ago. <laughs> so, the wave of the future is a mobile phone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, sports teams, industries, all now hire social media employees or social media experts to go stand on sidelines with phones. What? And yeah. Are you, so you're telling me that people get paid to take their cell phones yes. and stand there and take there photos? Are, there are actual jobs within certain industry. I mean, it, it happened with every industry. I mean, because really social, I never knew media, that. social media is the quickest, one of the quickest ways to get, news out. So wait a second. So you are telling me that when I think that I'm seeing something live or a photo just taken, I'm thinking, wow, that fan actually captured that moment. How'd they get so close? They were paid to do they, that. Yeah, there there are it wasn't just an accident nope. and it's just a cool photo. Nope. They got paid to do that. Uh, yes. Oh man. It is it is the way it's it an is. insider that I never knew or, or an insider there, deal that I never knew. And it's that's why I said I want to be as politically correct as I can because I don't know. I could have that job tomorrow. Right. I mean, not saying I am, but I just, it could mm -hmm. be, it come, come down to, I could be lugging 30 pounds a year today, but by this time next year, you know, one of those social media jobs come up. I, you know, somebody could be literally standing there. I could be standing there. Do know, they ever get in your way? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I will say that. Yes. Yeah. There's times where, you know, you're paying attention to what's happening through the viewfinder. Yeah. And uh, I shoot with my left eye closed, so I can't, I'm blind, completely blind to the left. Okay. So I'm watching a play come in and I'm, I'm watching a, a running back run toward the end zone. And then all of a sudden my frame goes dark and I was can't it, see. Was and, it because you got hit? No, it was because one of the social media people walked right in front of me. Oh, so, you know, um, it's it's a learning process, you know. Some of them have never been in a sports game. So or a sports what event. what is the proper etiquette when you are down on the field? I, I guess proper etiquette would be don't walk in front of somebody. Uh, yeah, you. I mean, you want to pay attention to your right and your left, um, just to make sure that, like for us, we our cameras are much bigger. Yeah, you're you're swinging. Us. Do you have one of those like three and four foot like lenses yeah, I that do. you? Wow. So, but you got to make sure, like, if if you're watching a play and you're swinging to the left, you know, me, I, you know, I'm making sure my guy to the right, he might be with a, a different company, but yeah. still, you know, etiquette, you know, he's getting the same, and I'm not leaning. I have a zoom. I don't need to lean. Right. I can twist my zoom, and it gets closer to the action. You know, some That's people cool. lean, um, and you know, this social media person, like, they thought they needed to be 
closer and they walked out yeah. in front of, you know, a small group of us. Have you ever got hit? I've been hit. Yeah. Um, not super hard. Yeah. Cause but, I've, I've watched it on TV and sometimes, I mean, I mean, you can't stop a freight train. No. I mean, these guys are huge, you know, you, you gotta know. Sometimes you gotta know when to, do they ever apologize after they hit somebody like that? Um, a photographer, or do they just walk away going, ah, oh, you were there. I have, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not, I've not been close enough to one that's, that's okay. happened. Um, I know that I've, you know, it happens, you know, basketball and football. I've been hit by foul balls. And, really? Yeah. You know, baseball nose hurt like heck. No kidding. Um, but you have know, you ever had somebody like on the court or on the field say, stop taking pictures of me? Like, you know, actually getting angry that you were taking photos and doing your job. Yeah. yeah. Really? I've had, you know, I've had some, um, in, you know, certain aspects, uh, you know, the comment is, do you, do you have enough yet? Wow. Um, because they hear, that, they hear that shutter. Yeah. But, you know, and, and that's, you know, kind of leads us into some of these newer cameras where you can't hear the shutter, you know, okay. it's got the silent shutter on. So in, in theory, those are better because now you can sit there and All you might've shot, yeah. you know, 10 images of, of the athlete and they don't know cause they right. can't hear it. And that's, I think that's what they hear that shutter and that, that really is what, you know, might throw somebody, you know, annoy somebody Yeah, because they, they think, wow, you're, you know, they hear that, the click of the shutter and they've heard it 50 times already. Have you ever done like horse racing or anything like that? No, I have not. Anything with animals, like w w with, with like sports? No. All right. Just humans then. Just humans. So what advice, Jason, can you give the person that is out there? What advice could you give somebody that loves doing this and would love to take it to another level. Um, always be learning. You know, one, that's the thing is, is you always, there's always this industry. There's always something new coming around the corner, latest technology, um, next wave of, of, you know, people behind you, you know, cause we all age, mm -hmm. you know? So are you, are you now learning from the younger generation? A little, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They look at, the, you know, the younger generation looks at things differently. Yeah. You they know? sure do. Um, or if they look at all. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, they look at things differently. So they have a different eye and that's a, that's the thing is, um, I've always told people in the, in the industry is as soon as you feel like you've made it and, and you're the best it's ever been, you're going to get knocked off Absolutely. that rock real quick. So it's, it's a very humbling job. So you went to somebody and you kind of learned underneath him. Mm -hmm. Has anybody came to you and now the roles have changed and now you are teaching yeah. the student? What's yeah. that like for you? Because I, I know what it's like for me it's, when, when new speakers come and they want to learn the business. Because it's not just getting up on stage for 50 minutes, 55 minutes and talking. There's an art behind it and there's a business behind it too. Doing the actual speech is the easy part. Right. Um, I'm the kind of guy that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hide all the secrets because I believe in one paying it forward because yeah. it's the way that the industry grows. Amen, right? brother. So it puts it puts good people on the sidelines um, that that are gonna hopefully in turn that next generation you know they're gonna they're gonna teach those secrets and it's almost like leaving a legacy. If, yeah, if you absolutely. Will. So. So, uh, to me, it's, it's great. You know, there's a couple of young kids right now that, that have just gotten started and it's, 
it's fun to see them just so excited when they first step on the on the football and field. And that motivates you too, don't it? Yeah, because all of a sudden you're just like, you might be having a crappy day. Yeah. Oh, you know, in the, in your mind, I got to go to a football game. It's going to rain. All and then all of a sudden you see that person that that you've been talking to and you you know, you've kind of been, you know, helping and in and I'm not the only mentor to all these. I mean, they right. they pick the brains of everybody, right. which yeah. is which is fine. Um, but then you're just like, oh my gosh, I need to step up my game yeah. because, um, you know, I in you know you've got a small. I don't want to provide you know garbage images, mm-hmm. so I I need to go out and I need to to be the best that I can for me because yeah. I can only you know control what happens you know through my lens and and what's happening around me. So. It's it's humbling and um, it's rewarding. Yeah, um, sure is. And and it's one of those. Uh, you know, I'm 42 now. I, I I hope and I pray and I, you know, I want to do this for another 20. 20 yeah, you know, another 20 years. I I I'm like that. I'm like that that late season driver that mm-hmm. that didn't get into the car until he's in, you know late 30s. I I didn't didn't have the lu- not really a luxury, but I didn't didn't get into it and that I think that almost seven, eight years where I was kind of hiatus out of it. Um, if I could go back, I would, I would, I would take that opportunity right out of high school. Do you have a favorite photo that maybe you have blown up in your house that you look at uh, it all the time or several that, that, several. that, that you look and say, I cannot believe that is just the coolest photo. And I can't believe I'm the one that took it. And can you explain them? Paint that picture for us. Better. So I think it was, um, and it's, it was 2000, uh, what year, Joey, when the Daytona 500, 2014? I think it was 2014. It was my first Daytona 500 okay. as a, as a professional. Okay. Um, it does, maybe it's 2013. I, the years of, right. Yeah. No, me, but, yeah. Um, I had set up um, a small remote camera down at the front of um, Gatorade Victor Lane, and and remote cameras we in the industry all realize that they may not work. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of a fail safe, a, <laughs> a get lucky if you got it. If it didn't work, oh well, that's why you got the one in your hand. Right. So I had set up, and I had totally just guessed at everything because you're setting up that camera at noon. 10 o'clock, yeah, but you don't know nothing, that, nobody's that, there. that race might be midnight. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> it might be midnight before that race gets over. So you don't know what the exposure is going to be like. You don't know what, so you're just literally guessing, you know, and, and there's a couple automatic features that you can set up, but sometimes those automatic features uh, aren't the greatest. Um, so race gets over. I, you know, I photographed the burnout. Um, and then I hustle all the way to victory lane, which in Daytona is not far. No, um, no, it's not, it's not far, like, but so you're hustling and it, and I don't know how much of those cameras weigh, but you don't just have one. You have no, a couple. You have like three. Yeah. I mean, Darlington's worse, you know, victory lanes in four and <laughs> media center is, is in one and victory lane is right in the middle. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you're, but you know, you're hustling and then you're getting to your spot and then, oh yeah, you got to turn on the remote camera because you didn't want the battery to die. Oh, you got to, you know, fire a test shot, make sure that, um, make sure that the remote trigger is working. Um, nope. Then you got to get in your spot and then you got to, you know, real quick, yeah. try and make sure that that exposure looks good. 
So and all then, this taking place, and then you take that one, and then you take the image, and um, do you know as soon as you take it, you're like, wow, or, that, or or does it usually take that particular image? When I saw it on the back of the camera, I gave it to the runner, and I said, run this as fast as you can to our editor in the media center because this image is amazing. Really? Um, about three weeks later, I'm opening up Sports Illustrated, and there it is. Wow. Two page. And I, and it says right now, it still sends chills down my spine because it's one of those. That's so um, cool. I had framed, um, a friend of mine had, you know, knows Joey's people and had it signed. Mm -hmm. and, um, it's one that I have two copies. One's in my house. One's in my dad's basement. Um, wow. That's so cool. Um, but you know, there, there are a few that, um, that I can look back and I'm just like, you know, when you see some of these older images and, and you put, and then you meet the people who take those. Yeah. And it's like, that's like, to me, like meeting my heroes. Right. Absolutely. You know. So who did you look up to in this business then? I mean, I know who you worked underneath, but as far as like, even just going back in time and people not even, you know, uh, on this earth anymore that took cool photos and that inspired you, who were those, some of those people? Uh, I mean, you know, uh, a lot of the Sports Illustrated guys. Okay. You know, um, Bob Rosado, uh, VJ Libero. Um, Al Tealman's. I mean, these guys that have been with, you know, Sports Illustrated uh, forever. And then, you know, as, as a young kid, you're opening up and you're like, oh, wow. wow look yeah. at, you know, yeah. you know, I wish one day, I hope one day I can make an image that's, you know, looks as good as that. Or, you know, I, I want to, you know, still, I want to be there. Yeah. And, um, I want to, you know, have that privilege. And again, I call it a privilege because, um, it's a very small, tight knit community, just as any industry yep. is. They you say know. you never work a day in your life when you love what you're doing, and that's uh, I think that's where yeah. we're, we're both at. I, you know, you know, I I love it. Um, you know, I've not been in it. I'm still young in the industry. I mean, you yeah. you still have you know all these guys that have 20, 30 years in oh, this industry. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say I've been, I go to a lot of races. And when I see you, I'm like, you're a young guy compared to most of the people out there. <laughs> and, and, and I'm and I'm older. I, right, know, I'm 42. Yeah. I've been okay. So I know that you don't like the technology as far as like the phones and stuff. Oh, like, I, know, I like, like it. I, I mean, it's I know just, you like it, but just having some fun right now. When it comes to like photo editing and stuff like that, apps on your phone, you can do a lot with a crappy yeah. photo now. Yeah. What is your favorite app on the phone for? editing photos that anybody could use? Um, I use Snapseed and, you know, Instagram a lot. I mean, that's, to me, um, Instagram is probably the best for somebody in the industry. Wait a second. You're saying as far as... But I don't, I don't quote don't unquote... Filter? No. You don't filter anything. Because but, but even, not even for fun? Uh, there are a couple that I might, might throw a little saturation or anything, but... But you gotta think. My mind is thinking editorially. Yeah. So I'm I'm taking a picture as it's happening, and I'm reporting that picture as the fan right. sees it. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not adding crazy HDR to so it. So does or, it go right from your camera right to the studio? Uh, some cases, In yes. Wi-Fi like yeah. Situations? So so depending upon the the scale of the event, um, like if it's like this weekend for for the Charlotte race, um. I will take the picture and then I will, you know, probably during stage one break, depending on where I'm at in the track. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
It's the a, Roval yeah. is such a yeah, seventeen. Nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody knows. You know, like I don't know where the photo you know layouts are. Right. Uh, you know how far I'm going to be from the media center, but um, you know, you, like okay, what well, football game? Yep. All right. So traditionally, football four quarters. So the way that that we report the game on a football is on a football game is once your key images are your first two quarterbacks, right? Your, right. your, your primary quarterbacks. So you're, you're trying to get that, that traditional, you know, cock back open yeah. picture of the quarterback. Of the quarterback. Yeah. For those of you that can't see him right now, he has his arm back and he looks like some stud, like going yeah, to throw the football, throw the football for 75, 80 yard touchdown. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you want to make sure you have, you know, one, one of those. Um, and then, Sometimes you're running back if he's busted out for a big play or a score in the first series. Then you run into the media center and you send those four or five pictures. Gotcha. That way your clients are are seeing those pictures because USA Today isn't just a newspaper. It's, right. It's global. It's you know we have clients that um, yep. that yeah and you're online too that go to those picture desks mm-hmm. um, and you know you've got you've got a writer who's you know prepping to write a story on that game so you're priming priming the pump basically. Yep. Um, then you run back out. And, and in halftime, you come in, and keep in mind, you're going. Football is probably one of the more demanding because you're going up and down the sidelines right. with the play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in the sweltering South Florida heat. Now, yeah, you know it's it's no joke. Um, and then you come in halftime, pound three or four waters because mm-hmm. you're dehydrated. Um, and then you're sending another 15, 20 images from the first half. And we all see the photo and just think that you have this like glamorous lifestyle that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I consider it glamorous. I get to go to football games. I get to go to car races, you know. That is so cool then. You know, I, I do. And so you never know who's actually using your photos. For the most part, no. That's uh, crazy. I mean, you know, there are days where I know if I've covered a big event, I'll pick up, you know, the newspaper and just kind of, you know, scan it real you're quick. Right. Um, but then, you know, I do know of a few clients from, you know, the company has, uh, yep. you can go to their blogs or their, their websites, um, and you might see, you know, something, um, but you know, and then there's print work, you know, um, you know, we partner with, uh, trading card companies. So, right. I mean, those, you kind of, if you're partner with, um, like if I'm doing, um, um, an international soccer game, um, they'll send me kind of a hit list of guys that they need for trading cards that are coming out. Soccer is just unbelievable. I love I, soccer. I, I, I love it now that I understand it. But, right. but, and then when I saw the field is when I, I was, it's, it's crazy. You think of it and it's crazy. Cause it's, it's only, I think 20 yards bigger than a football field. Right. But, and, but, but it's you nonstop. Don't look at it, and you don't look at a football field as being that big. Right. Exactly. I couldn't believe it. Um, we only got a few more minutes, and, and I want to make sure I get this in there. So you, you, you also said in the beginning that you are doing more and more video now. Yes. So is that just the transition from taking photos to video? It is. Or, or it, is that it's the a new... transition of the industry. Okay. Um, when you look at Insta stories, Snapchat, Facebook stories, um, people want that access into into the life or into the the arena that mm-hmm. you're at. So you're, you're seeing more visual, um, visual, moving visual. And, and that's also transitions into, um, oh gosh, you know, um, just, it's just a way that the industry is moving, um, with, with the short stories, 
Um, I mean, look at the snake this morning. I know that, that, the that pictures was are going to be great, but you yeah, know, the, the visual, video, the video would have been a lot better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's just a transition. How do you stay creative? How do you as a person, as a man, knowing that you have to be creative for everybody else, be creative for work? How do you yourself stay uh, creative? I watch game tape. What? I watch game tape. So, Are you serious? I, not, it's not technically game tape, but yeah. I watch, when I watch movies. Like YouTube and stuff like that? Yeah, like, when, I watch, when I watch movies or if I'm watching something, I'm like, how did they light that? If I was on there, how would I do that? How would I, how would I um, convey that that story? And then when I'm like doing something, yeah. it'll pop in my head. Oh yeah, this this is that situation that that I can do that in. Which is why when I said golf was one of my favorite, is is you see the way something was. You might see um, uh, something that somebody else did. And, you know, you put it, your flavor on it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause we're not reinventing the wheel here. Right. We're just, you know, making yeah, the wheel and, better. You know, and, you know, it goes back to always be learning. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, there, there are times where, you know what, I've got, you know, a couple hours, um, you know, I, I, I just watch a couple YouTube and then wow. you know, podcasts, podcasts are great. Yeah. You know, I don't think I've listened to music in my car now for a good solid Three months. It was funny. I didn't even know what a podcast was until a few months ago when I was on Greg's podcast. And then afterwards, he was like, you need to start your own show. I mean, you you know, you have a great presence about. And now here we are, over 3 million plays on the podcast nice. and stuff like that. Not bragging, same, but but it took somebody to, to see something in right. me to make it happen. Right. And now, because I, I didn't even know what a podcast was. Yeah. I, and now I love them. I was getting ready for my, you know, my 10-hour drive from from Fort Lauderdale and I'm like downloading podcasts to listen to on right. the way. And, and just because I don't know, I'm, I'm very analytical and very technical. So I, to me, I enjoy those much more than how than can just, people follow you on social media? Uh, social Are they allowed media? to? Oh, you know, absolutely. So you can follow me on uh, Instagram, Jason Vinlo at Jason Vinlove and it's J A S E N V I N L O V E. Um, and Twitter, same thing. Um, those are probably the two best, um, is because they're visual. Yeah. Now, do you have people often write to you and asking you to, you know, meet up with them or talk to them or just talk to them and say, Hey, I love your work. Yeah. Yep. How cool Absolutely. is that for there's, you? There's a couple of direct messages I get, yeah. you know, Hey, I saw your picture. I'm looking to get in the industry. You know, what is your, what, is, what kind of advice do you have for me? We are here in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. You're shooting the Roval, which is the first time it's been out. Who is your driver now? Who is your driver that you say, you know what? I know who my old driver was, who I love, and you probably still love him. But who's your driver now? You know, I'm probably going to get heat from this, but I like Kyle Busch. You're right. Okay, the show's over. No, <laughs> no. Here, no. You, you, you're absolutely I, right. The guy, the guy brings love him or hate him. He's an incredible the, race car driver. Right. But the guy also He's not vanilla. No. And and what was this sport built on? Absolutely. So Ab when, listen, when, you're absolutely right. When people I, are like and when he when he won in Chicago, yeah. right? When he did the whole Yeah, you know, whiny whiny, yeah. Yeah, you know, um if Cry you don't like it, don't you, watch. Yeah. Did we ever get mad at Dale Earnhardt for doing that? No, absolutely not. Um 
do we ever get mad at Kale Yarborough and oh gosh, now my mind is escaping yeah, me. But no, the fight in yeah. Daytona. That's what made NASCAR. Are okay. you kidding me? You know, every story has a has a hero and a villain. Yeah. Right. Not and I'm not calling any, you know, anybody you No, know, I got I totally understand what you're saying. Look at when the Patriots come to play anybody. Yep. You have a hero and a villain. You know, people yep. love to hate the Patriots. But yeah. they're good football. With, with with Kyle Bush, and I've also seen that he likes to play the villain, but his heart is really not. And I have seen what he has done for like kids and I, even adults that signing flags without even even them knowing and just putting a little note on something that it's I I, I want to say it's an act sometimes, but it's really not. It's I mean he, he's passionate, and he's I love passionate. people that are passionate about what they do because you said it just a little while ago, and then you said it again, and you said it again, you said it three times in this podcast. When you think you're at the top and you think you're better than everybody else, is when you're going to be knocked off. He knows at any given time right. that he has to stay where he wants to be. He has to be hungry he has every to have that single edge. race. He has to have it. Otherwise, someone's going to be right behind him, knocking him off because there's kids right now starting racing at four and five years old. Right. And, you know? <laughs> and, and like you, I, you know, my last one real quick story. If I yeah, no, please. You know, um, and I think I saw this. So was it, it was the year he got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, in oh Daytona, yeah. When he broke his leg, when he broke his leg, yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't know if he was ever going to race again. Yeah. So, um, I got the assignment in, was it the same year he came back? Again, these things just yeah no he did come back the same year it so, was later on in the year because yeah because his first because they actually back. let him uh, uh, stay with uh, uh, getting into the championship because right, of right. the fact it was an yeah. accident so so um, I got the assignment um, for USA Today to go to Halifax and it was his first time back at Daytona mm-hmm. and he um, and Samantha went to Halifax. And thanked all the doctors. You're absolutely right. I remember that. And I was there capturing those moments. And there I saw a different person. Yeah, absolutely. And that was like, at that point, I was like, wow, you know, this guy is is giving it all he's got, you know, inside of a race car. But, um, re- you know, is such a real person mm-hmm. um, outside of the driver's suit. And right. Outside of all the cameras pointed at him. The to to come back and and realize, you know, these are the people that put me back together so that yeah. I could do what I love. Absolutely. And Amen. that was that to me, that that was a moment that I'm just like, wow, you know, this is this is amazing. Yeah, you try not to get captured uh, captured in the moment, but you actually did mm-hmm. because it was right. so gratifying right. and so cool to see that. And that's you know he. You know, love him or hate him. Yeah, no. The guy is—he's fun to talk about, and I will always say that I I enjoy talking about him because I've seen the real him. Yeah, I've seen the real him, and it's just cool. Yeah, I love I love to joke around because I mean I obviously do a lot with Chevy and stuff like that, so it's fun to mess with his fans at our display watching another driver. He likes to mess with fans. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's just fun to talk about. I think I think what Dale Earnhardt say one time: if they're not booing you. You're not doing it right. Muhammad Ali once said, he goes, they're here to see me lose or here to see me win. But either way, they're here to see me. Right. So that's it. He's he's probably one of my favorites in the garage. We're going to wrap it up with this. And I want you to tell us what is a saying that you live by every single day. 
because you have to stay motivated and inspired yourself every single day. I, I, I know that, that you're thankful for everything you have, but I know that all of us use, or we, there's one thing that keeps us inspired and motivated. What's yeah, that I one thing for you? I don't know you? that it's a saying. It's, it's, it's try, you know, it's, it's try to be better than yesterday. Like, love you it. know, that's, it's, love it. it's one of those, you know, I go try in, to be better than yesterday. So, you know, you go in, you know, you have 42 home baseball games. Yeah. Okay. How do you make one better than yesterday? Absolutely. So it's, it's, and we all get trapped into mundane, no matter what you do, even if you love it, but you know, it's, it's one of those is how can I make today's game better than yesterday? So it's, you know, that's, that's pretty much what I try to do. Jason Vinlove, one more time, please tell us how we can follow you on social media and please spell it out for all the fans. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at Jason Vinlove. That's at Jason Vinlove, J-A-S-E-N-V-I-N-L-O-V-E. The same on Twitter. Um, Reach out to me, um, you know, follow along and uh, see where this crazy road takes us. That is so cool. I appreciate you hanging out with us for last hour. This is Johnny D, the motivational cowboy telling all of you, be safe, have fun, and have yourselves an outstanding day. And remember, you can watch all my podcasts at soundcloud.com forward slash outstanding life podcast. You can also download us at iTunes podcast, and you can go to motivationalcowboy.com. Again, be safe, have fun, and have yourselves an outstanding day. We'll see you next episode. Outstanding Life is a Soul Bridge Studio production.